My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today we're going to talk about identity, inner purpose, and outer purpose, what they mean, what they are, how do I find my purpose, how do I fulfill my purpose, all of those good things. But before we get started, I just want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by my book, The Good and Noble Heart, 10-Week Transformation. It is a 10-week Bible study slash devotional book slash guided journal. Because what happened was I wrote my way through the Bible and the revelation I got listening to four chapters a day and writing out what I felt like God was saying to me about my identity, specifically who I am, it really helped change the way I think about myself and remove the fences that I've built around my life that we mentioned in episode one and start to expand my comfort zone, expand my boundaries. So, you know, at first I, I released a book that was just a devotional book, but then I realized what really changed my life was the writing, not just the, the reading or the learning that the practice of writing, the practice of hearing from God for myself and writing the journal prompts really changed me. So I actually included a daily journal prompt in the book with a question or two that you can answer and there's space, there's room in the book to, to write. So on one side is the devotional it's a one page devotion and on the other side of the uh, the page is a one page journal prompt with lines in the book to write and that will go on for 10 weeks or 70 days in a row and during that time if you want to you can you can um go through the new testament either read or listen to the new testament or you can just use the book on its own as a daily devotional and journal. So I just wanted to uh, let you know that's available. It's on Amazon. I'll link it up in the show notes. And so let's get on to talking about purpose. When we, it's important that we define our terms so that we're so that we know what we're talking about. This has taken me a long time to understand personally. So I'm going to try to explain it the best I can so that you can see the difference between uh, what identity is versus purpose versus maybe calling or destiny or some other word and how that we think about them differently uh, from an ego perspective versus a true self perspective. 
So I want to use a couple analogies. We'll start with a garden. This is the the picture the Lord gave me that changed the way I thought the most and the earliest because it's the kind of language that's in the Bible. I started uh, this process of seeking out identity, learning about who I am, uh, with the parable of the soils in Luke chapter 8. The verse specifically, Luke eight fifteen, that says, The good and noble heart receives the word and bears fruit with patience. That was the basis of the book. It is believing that my heart is good and that my heart is noble. You know, the parable of the soils is is basically what condition is your heart in when you receive revelation. So it's not just, you know, I got a prophetic word or a desire rose up in my heart or I had a dream or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, an impression or some kind of revelation from God in the in the that's not the determining factor the determining factor in the parable is the condition of your heart and we know it's the heart because it says the the good soil is the good and noble heart and so that began the journey of understanding that okay it's not it's not just God's desires for me or his plans or his um his purpose for me it's not just the words he speaks to me that that make the difference it is the state of my heart when he speaks to me that makes the difference because we know that God's words are all good you know, like every acorn has the possibility of growing into a great oak tree. Every kernel of corn has the possibility of becoming a stalk of corn and producing an ear of corn with three or four hundred kernels of corn. They all have the potential. And that the same is true with every idea from God. Now, however you get it. Now, you can get it through inspiration, you can get it from nature, you can hear a story, you could hear, uh, you know, listen to a sermon, you could read a book, you could have a, like a dream at night, you could have a vision, you could have a daydream, you could have a desire rise up in your heart. There's like mental impressions where you see a picture or, you know, a Bible verse kind of is highlighted to you when you're reading the Bible. There, there's, you know, there's a hundred different ways God could speak to your heart. And in the, in the parable, that is the seeds. God is sowing seeds. Jesus is the Word of God. He is God's intentions revealed. And so He's always speaking. And, and so, you know, earlier in my life, I thought, 
you know, I longed for words from God, but what I was really longing for was validation or approval or acceptance. And what this parable showed me was that it wasn't the words that made the difference because all of the words are good. It wasn't the idea. It wasn't the revelation. It was the condition my heart was in. Now, I still didn't fully understand that I am not my heart or I am not the emotions I feel or the thoughts that I think. And so it took, it, uh, God gave me another picture, and this was maybe a year later. And this is what I want to talk about. I'm going to use it as an analogy to show the difference between identity and purpose and perhaps calling and, and these, other, uh, these other words that we use. And it's a picture of a garden. Now, I used it briefly in the, in the episode one where we talked about building fences. But I want to expand it here. So I, I want you to picture your life as a garden. And there's so many variables here. You could have the size of the garden you can have the what fruit or what trees or what plants grow in the garden. You can have a fence around the garden. But what God showed me was the soil, like in the parable of the soil, the soil is the condition of our heart. It is the way we think and feel. I just want that to sink in. I want you to picture your, your life is a garden. The soil is the way you think and feel. Okay, so the condition of the soil is the main variable in the equation. Okay, if you have a fruitful life, so you produce great results. You know, you see people healed. You start amazing businesses. You write best-selling books. You know, you, you produce um, life-changing songs or sermons. You grow healthy, thriving churches. You, you start nonprofits that, you know, change the way a system or a process or a problem is tackled you know whatever you know your life is different than other people's life but the idea of living a fruitful life is in John 15 Jesus Jesus is telling the disciples that fruitfulness is what you're called to do it is what glorifies God you're called to take the revelation and the grace that you receive from heaven, that is the seeds, to plant them in your heart, 
you know, your, your thoughts, your emotions, the way you think and feel, and then to practice them, okay, not just to learn, but to do the words, to practice the words until they grow and they bear fruit or they get results. So in this language, in this analogy, the soil is the condition of your heart. Now, if you're anxious, you're going to bear less fruit than if you're at peace, right? If you're angry, you're going to bear less fruit than if you are joyous. And the condition of your heart, the way you think and feel, is the main variable of how fruitful you'll be. Now, identity is the story that you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. Okay, a lot of people think of identity as the story God is telling about you. Like it's God's opinion of you. But that's not true. God's opinion of you is incredibly valuable, but only if you agree with it. The, the determining factor is not how God thinks about you. It's how you think about yourself. And that's identity. It is the sense of self. It is the story you make up about your life. It is who you are. Now, there's two ways to identify yourself. One way is to identify with the form. I hope I'm not being overly simplistic here. I just I I just want to help you understand so I'm repeating myself and and going slow but there is identifying with the form which is like identifying with the garden itself so i am my body i am my thoughts i am my feelings i am my possessions I am my titles, I am my functions, I am my roles, I am my sickness, I am my problems, I am my accomplishments. That is the one way we, we identify ourselves is with the forms around us. So if you're a really goal-oriented person, you might say, you know, I am my goal or my plan. I am a marathon runner. I, I've ran a marathon. I, you know, if you're, if you're a victim you know, person who's been abused in the past, you might say, I am a victim or I am a cancer patient or I am angry. So you're identifying with what happened to you or how you feel 
or the condition you find yourself in or your uh, thoughts. You know, you might say, I am a Porsche guy or I am a Chevy man. That's identifying with your possessions. You know, I am a Coke or a Pepsi guy. I am, you know, that's identifying with brands. So you could identify with your appearance. You know, I'm, I'm a bodybuilder on one end or I am, uh, you know, I am fat on the other end. It can be good or bad, you know, happy or sad, but you're identifying with the form, with, the, with your body, with the way you look, with the way you feel. You know, thoughts and feelings are just energy forms that are stored in your brain or stored in your body. Um, that way of thinking, that way of identifying yourself, we call the ego. So you're identifying with a form because you have lost your connection to God. You've lost your awareness of his presence in your life and you're grasping for some way to think of yourself so that you feel safe and you feel in control and all of these things. So in our garden analogy, that is, I am the garden or I am the size of the fence or I am the fruit that I grow or I am whatever. There's something to do with the form. The other way of thinking about yourself, which is the biblical way, is I am the gardener. Okay? Your life is a garden, but you are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. You are not your actions. You are not your results. You are not the fence or the appearance or whatever. You are the gardener. You are the spirit being that is designed to connect with God. So you're actually made of the same stuff as God. You're spiritual. You, you, we say you have a soul. That soul is just like your spirit as opposed to the spirit. As, you know, there is the spirit realm. There is God's spirit. And there are spiritual beings like angels and demons that don't have physical bodies. And then there is your spirit or your soul. Soul is just another way of saying your true self. Um, in this analogy, your soul is a gardener. You're not the you're not the form. You are the awareness that is connected to God. So you are aware of your presence and God's presence. Uh, you have you are the experience. You are the attention. 
that can focus the awareness in a particular direction. You are the intentions, meaning like you have a will or a desire. You are the desires. You are the intelligence that tends the garden. So this is super important because the gardener is not the garden. They are separate. They're detached. And we went into some of this in, in week one and why it's important. It's super important that I am not attached to the outcomes. I am not attached to the forms because that cuts me off from my connection to God. The garden itself cannot walk with God in the cool of the day. Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the day. Your spirit is what's designed to connect to God. And if you identify yourself with your actions or your thoughts or your beliefs or your, your body or your possessions or whatever, your function, you know, I'm a dad or I'm a mom or I'm a CEO or I'm a writer. When I, when I identify with my functions and roles and titles and all that stuff, I lose my awareness and I stop thinking of myself as the gardener. What ultimately happens is I start feeling like a victim and an orphan. Because the garden can't take care of itself. The garden, my body, my mind, my heart, needs someone to care for it. Needs somebody to watch over it. Somebody to tend it. It needs somebody to take responsibility for it. So, But there is no one unless I detach my sense of self from the form and I am aware of my spirit nature, my soul that is designed to connect with God. You know, Adam was both fully connected to nature by being formed from the dust of the earth, made of the same things as everything else, and he's fully connected to God when God breathed into him the spirit, life, this, this gardener is what can connect to the creator. Now, this is identity. Okay? So, if you have identified your life, your sense of self with the garden, what ends up happening, you feel like a victim, you feel like an orphan, you feel cut off. You feel like you have to protect yourself, provide for yourself, find out who you are. But ultimately, what you do is you build a fence around your life so that you feel safe and comfortable. We call it a comfort zone. So your identity becomes one and the same with your comfort zone. And you start saying things like, you know, I'm a good writer, but I hate public speaking. I'm, I'm not a public speaker. Or you start saying, I am an angry person. 
or you or things like that where you start identifying with your comfort zone but you, the gardener the spirit your true self has no comfort zone because it's not a form it's not a body its whole sense of identity is in relationship to God. So you have you start thinking of yourself like a branch in the vine. The vine and the branch are one. They are connected. They are intimate. They are in relationship. And so you lose all of the comfort zone. You lose the, the fence. You lose the limiting beliefs. You lose this, uh, you know, when your possessions get taken away, you don't have this sense of helplessness, victimhood, anger, because that's not who you are. If you're identified with form, when you lose your job, you say, who am I? Right? If you... If you are, have a correct identity, you think of yourself as the gardener, the spirit who cares for the garden, then you lose your job. You don't feel an identity crisis. And you also don't limit your life by saying, well, I'm not good on video, or I can't write, or I can't speak in public, or I'm not good with relationships, or whatever. You don't put those labels and fences around you because you know that that's not fixed. That you can learn any skill that is necessary to fulfill your calling. So I hope that helps explain identity. Identity can either be as an ego identity, you know, where your sense of self comes from the form, or your true identity, your true self, your, your soul that cannot die, that is designed to connect with God, that watches over and tends the garden. Now, let's talk purpose. So identity is who you are, the way you think about yourself, your sense of self, or the story you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. Purpose is divided into two categories, your inner purpose and your outer purpose. In the garden analogy, your inner purpose is to stay connected to God. You know, this is why Jesus can say in John chapter 6, when they say, you know, what do you want us to do? What is the work of God? And he says, I want you to believe in me. The word believe actually means trust. He's saying this is your life's work to stay in a trust relationship with me. It's also why he can say in John 15, Abide in me and let my words abide in you and then you will 
bear much fruit and you will ask whatever you desire and it will and it will be given to you this is the exact same thing it is the equivalent of adam and eve walking with god in the garden in the cool of the day this is our true purpose our inner purpose that can never be taken away and it is the same for every person every human being has the same core inner purpose it is to maintain a trust relationship with god now we're going to get into how do you do that in other episodes but all of these spiritual disciplines if done not from the ego sense of self but from your true identity are the, are how we maintain this you know the core ones meditation where we learn to quiet our mind and let our ego dissipate silence solitude bible study meditating on scriptures promises that mean in in that sense you're not allowing your mind to you know one type of meditation is allowing your mind go quiet and then after that another sense of meditation is repeating over and over again a scripture or a promise or a song or something so that it becomes ingrained in your thinking it's the renewing of your mind you know studying the bible um you know physical practices like exercise eating right spiritual disciplines are the way you maintain this connection to god you maintain a trust relationship you abide in jesus and he his words abide in you this is what the entirety of john 14 15 16 and 17 is alluding to you know for the best chapters in the bible at inner purpose why we're here this is the most important thing in the world because without it you have nothing the reason is being connected to god in a trust relationship is like a lamp being plugged into the wall it is it is what brings you into true identity it is what establishes true purpose it is what becomes the source of your outer purpose it is the calling it is everything because what's going to happen is you are going to receive joy and peace and abundance and love and creativity and revelation and grace from god you're going to receive hope You know when Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit he's saying he's basically saying this is the results or the fruit of being in the spirit or staying connected to God. This is what Paul is talking about in Romans 
you know, as opposed to Romans 7. Romans 7 is how we live as an ego cut off from God and the way it feels. And then Romans 8 is how we live as our true selves connected to God. So inner purpose, everybody's inner purpose is to abide in Christ. It is to maintain a trust relationship with God. And we do that through the spiritual disciplines and we do it every single day. Every day as a practice we allow our mind to go quiet. We become aware of God's presence. We give attention to His words. We align our intentions with His intentions, or we will to do His will. And this allows me to bring joy into my circumstances. It allows me to bring peace into rooms. It allows me to bring love into relationships. It allows me to bring creativity into problem solving. It allows me to bring abundance into business. It allows me to bring healing, bring revelation. I am now a source of life so the pressure, you know, Jesus talks about in John 7 where, you know, when you trust him, when you believe in him, when you establish this trust relationship, you will become a river of living water. The spirit will not just flow to you, but it will flow through you and you will bring life into your life. You will bring joy and peace and love and hope and faith into your circumstances. And why is this so important? Well, if you are operating from your true purpose and you're maintaining a daily trust relationship with God, the pressure to find out your calling and to fulfill your own destiny and to understand your purpose, your outer purpose, the pressure to know what college to go to and who to marry, and you know, are you a, an apostle or a prophet? Should you start a nonprofit or a for-profit business? Should you write a book or you know, make a video? All of these little things that seem so important become just as important but not so there's not so much pressure to get them right and here's why if i am cut off from god and i and i lose my ability to bring joy into a situation all that's left is for me to take pleasure from the situation instead of bringing joy or taking pleasure. If I lose the ability to bring love into a relationship, now I am taking from the relationship. 
if I lose the ability to bring create creativity, to bring abundance, to bring peace, now all that's left is for me to take from life. I never feel fulfilled. I never attract people. I never solve the problems. I never produce the kind of fruit that I want to produce because I'm not bringing something to life. I'm taking something from it. My inner purpose is to stay connected to God through a trust relationship. It is not a theory. It is a practice. It is a daily practice of quieting your mind, paying attention to what God is doing inside of you and around you, and cooperating with it. That is the main thing. If you get that, you'll get everything. If you get your inner purpose right, you'll end up fulfilling your calling, you know, having great relationships, knowing, you know, knowing your outer purpose, all of these things. So that's why it's so important. It allows you to bring life into anything. So the question of where do I go to college becomes not life or death because I can, whatever classroom I come to, I can be fully present, I can bring joy, I can pay attention, I can learn, I can bring peace, I can bring something into the classroom. I bring life into the experience. And so, you know, if you sit me next to any person, I can bring love into their life. I can bring acceptance. It doesn't matter so much who the person is anymore because I don't need to take from them. I can give to them. I hope that makes sense. This is the essence of life if you get the inner purpose right, if you stay connected, if you abide in the vine as a practice, you get everything. Now, so we talked about identity. It's your sense of self. It's how you think about who you are. We talked about inner purpose. That's staying connected. Now, outer purpose. John 15, Jesus says, You didn't choose me, I chose you, that you would bear much fruit. That by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. This is your outer purpose. Now, this is everyone's outer purpose. The basic idea is that you, your reason for being on the earth, the, your reason for having a form in the first place, having a body, the reason you have a body, the reason that body feels feelings and thinks thoughts, the reason you were born in a certain time period and a generation you know, that you have a family, the reason that you're working in a certain job, 
the reason that you exist is to bring heaven to earth. It's to take what you receive from God through your inner purpose, through that trust connection, and manifest it in the earth. In other words, it's to make God known. So you're taking the formless and turning it into form. You're taking pure potential, infinite possibility, and making it an actual book or a CD or a business or a video or a relationship or an event or whatever. You're turning God's ideas into physical realities. You're bearing fruit. You are receiving from God revelation and grace and manifesting them through your life. Another way to say it is you're taking the seeds you get you know, if you can picture yourself walking with God in the cool of the day, He's talking to you. It's basically like Him giving you a handful of seeds, and then that day you go and plant them in your heart. You practice them, which is action. You turn them into results. Now, those results, you know, are as varied as can be. You know, they might be a conference that you host. They might be a book you write. They might be, you know, a rela relationship with your neighbor that you maintain. It might be, <coughs> excuse me, it might be a product that you create. It might be a problem you solve, whatever. It is taking from heaven, revelation, grace, pure potential, infinite possibility, and taking like a little seed from the infinite and making it finite. It is, it is in a way giving God a body or making God known. You know, Paul says that we are the body of Christ. Together, our forms, our bodies, our thoughts, our feelings, our titles, our positions, all the stuff that makes us who we, who we are on the earth, corporately is the body of Christ. We actually manifest what God is like through the fruit that we produce. So identity is I'm the gardener. I'm not the garden. I'm the gardener. Inner purpose is I maintain a trust relationship with God. Outer purpose is I turn the revelation and grace I receive through my trust relationship and I plant it in my life and I bear fruit. Now let's take a look at one more analogy to to tell the difference between the three. One is, let, let's talk about a lamp, like a, an actual household lamp 
that you would plug in the wall that produces light. It's identity. Or, you know, if it was a human and it had it was a conscious being like us, which a lamp is not, but we are conscious beings. It has the ability a lamp does not, but a conscious being such as yourself has the ability to plug itself in or unplug, to turn itself off or turn itself on, okay? So its identity is I am a conductor of electricity. I am the conduit through which energy and information flows. So inside the lamp, there's most likely some copper wires. And when you plug it in, electrons flow through those copper wires. And then they go up and they, if the switch is on, they flow through an LED bulb or an incandescent bulb or a halogen or whatever kind of light bulb it is. And the flow of electrons through the bulb either lights up, you know, makes a piece of metal heat up and create or lights up some gas or 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 a diode or whatever the flow of electrons through it creates light and then it goes back out the other wire and back into the system the lamp the identity of the lamp is a conductor of electricity it has nothing to do with the shape of the lamp or the size of the lamp or how long the cord is, or how much light it produces, or what color it is, or what kind of shade it has. That, that's all form. That's your body. That's your titles. That's your positions. That's your roles. That's your, that's your thoughts, your feelings. That is the stuff that makes you unique. But... Your identity is not what makes you unique. Your identity is in the connection. Okay? So your identity is, I am one. I am the being through which revelation and grace flows from heaven to earth. I'm that being. I am that conductive material that allows electrons to flow easily through. This is why trust is so important because trust not only establishes the connection, it plugs you into the wall, to the electric outlet, but it also allows for the free flow through your life. It allows for love and generosity and gratitude and all the things to flow freely through you. And that's what makes copper a great conductor is it has free electrons that want to flow. If you just point them in a direction with a magnetic charge, they will just flow. They want to. And that is how we are supposed to be. So your identity or the identity of the lamp in this analogy is I am a conductor of electricity. I'm a being that allows the free flow of energy through me. I am basically known for my connection to God, 
and my ability to transfer heavenly stuff or spiritual stuff into reality or physical or natural stuff. That is who I am. My inner purpose, the lamp's inner purpose, is to stay connected. It is stay plugged in and keep the switch on. That is because, I, because I'm a conscious being, I have that ability to choose. Now, you can argue about free will and choice and all of this, and, and it's kind of a silly argument in, in that you're not actually choosing your destiny or choosing your calling or choosing your purpose. God is doing that. But you are choosing to stay plugged in or not plugged in. In that sense, you have absolute free will. And that's the free will that matters. Am I in an active trust relationship with God? Or I know Him through experience. I don't know about Him. He's not a belief statement. He's not a doctrinal statement to me. I hear from Him every day. I feel his presence. I see what he's doing. I experience him. Or I am in control of my life, meaning I've unplugged from the wall. I've turned the switch off. And I've identified with the form the way my lamp looks or feels or acts or whatever. So your identity is a lamp. I am the conductor of electricity. I am the being through which energy flows. Your inner purpose is just to stay plugged in, to maintain a trust relationship and allow the free flow of grace and revelation through your life. Energy and information flowing freely from heaven to earth. That's your inner purpose. The lamp's outer purpose is to shine is to just bring light or bring awareness into the room. So I hope that helps you understand that identity versus inner purpose versus outer purpose. And they're essentially the same for everybody. Your everyone's identity is as the gardener or the free the, the the being through which God flows. Everybody's inner purpose is to stay connected to God as a practice, a trust relationship, to abide in Christ. And everybody's outer purpose is to bear fruit, is to take that electricity and turn it into light. To take those seeds and turn them into apples, you know. To take those ideas and turn them into books or whatever. Now that is the general, the everybody's identity, inner purpose, ex outer purpose. Now obviously, not everybody produces the same fruit 
or has the same size garden or touches the same people or is called to the same region or you know uh, lives in the same generation there is a difference in the kind of fruit and the amount of fruit and who the fruit is for and we'll talk about that later that comes with calling where Jesus is actually taking some of his authority because he has all of the authority over all of the earth and he delegates part of it to you and he calls you to bear certain fruit to tackle certain problems to take responsibility for certain people or certain regions we'll talk about that in another episode but i just want you to see the difference see the difference identity inner purpose outer purpose it's the same for everybody if you think of yourself rightly if you identify yourself with the gardener the spirit being and not with the form and you get the inner purpose right you stay connected to god you will get everything you don't have to worry about fulfilling your calling. You don't have to worry about who to marry. You don't have to worry about anything. Because every day God will give you daily bread, little he'll, he'll give you a handful of seeds and you'll know what to do and you'll be able to be present and do those things with all of your heart and God will direct your path. He will ha- he has a plan for you. But you don't control the plan. You don't operate out of knowledge in the sense that I know, I know my future so that I can decide whether to cooperate or not. That's the knowledge of good and evil. The kind of knowledge you want is the kind of knowledge that Adam knew Eve and she bore a son. It is experience. It is intimacy. It is relationship, it is connection, it is discovery. That's the kind of knowledge you want. Now God will reveal your purpose and calling and destiny, the particulars of your life, only through the trust relationship that you maintain with your inner purpose. That is why it's critical. And your ability to bring joy and peace and life and creativity and abundance into relationships and into business and into ministry is what life is all about. It's now, this is what makes life enjoyable. It is this long-term, maintained, trust relationship with God where you're enjoying the present moment and every day you're quieting your mind. You're allowing your ego to die. Your true self is communing with God. He's giving you desires and ideas for the day. And you're doing them with all of your heart. Detached from the end result. Letting him handle the long term plan. Letting him handle the details. And now you are. Your sense of identity is correct. Your inner purpose is maintained as a practice every day and 
your outer purpose, bearing fruit, is being fulfilled. And it's this beautiful synergy. And he directs where you go to college and who you meet and what ideas you have. And you're fully in agreement cooperating with him. This is it, guys. This is the thing. You want to get identity right and you want to get inner purpose right. And you get everything right. All right, I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up here. I hope this helped. If you're enjoying this, if this is helping you, please rate it on iTunes. Post a review. Five, give it five stars. Let somebody else find it because they might. this might be exactly what somebody needs. Share it on social media. If you want an actual paperback book to go through 10 weeks and you know a daily devotion and a journal prompt to help you think about yourself the way God thinks about you, uh, go find the Good and Noble Heart 10-Week Transformation. Again, I'll put it as a link in the show notes. And we will see you guys next week. God bless you.